When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Press the red button. Okay. I will put the papers in place. Okay. All right. In place, meaning in order. You've ordered your spoons. Yes. Well, there is one, only one order. <laughs> oh. oh, right. Oh, right, because it's a countdown. That's right. Yeah, we're not doing willy-nilly things. No. Hey, welcome to What Difference Does It Make? Yay! Welcome. Thanks. Hi, Dave. Oh, thanks. Thanks to be here. Thanks to be here. Yes. You're welcome to be here. Oh, Wonderful. I, I think I need some more coffee. <laughs> How are you? That can always be said. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Good. Starting off great. Okay. This will all be edited out. Right. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. What difference does it make? We're, you know, we're doing this podcast. So, what uh, difference does it make? We're here. <laughs> we do this thing. So, let's do this thing. We're, we're in, uh, what year are we in? We're back to 1982. Back to 1982. A good year. It's, it was a great year. It was a fantastic year for music. And uh, we're all the way up to number 40. Yes. Yeah, so we're um, taking the K-Rock playlist, the original playlist from 1982 of the songs, all the songs that they played, the 106.7 songs that they played in 1982, and uh, kind of going over them in 10 song junks, <laughs> chunks of songs. <laughs> That's a chunk, right? A chunk of songs. Chunk- 10 chunks. No, a chunk of in chunks of 10. Chunks of 10. Yes. Because yeah. we have a lot to say about each song. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, all right. So this chunk we're talking about is uh, we're starting at 40 and going to 31. And um, so some of these songs uh, have been lost through time because uh, K-Rock has reprinted a list and they are, um, they took out their, they just did 80 of the top 80 songs from 1982. <laughs> That's not confusing, is it? Um, they did the top 80 rather than the top 106.7 as they did in the past. So they've pared down the list. Right. They, and it's been fun to guess what's fallen off the list. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes yeah. it's surprising that a song is still on the list. Yeah. Let's see. As I look, I'm um, looking ahead. Uh, That's th- cheating. I am cheating. Exactly. There is only one song that is not on this list. <laughs> I'm going to guess what it is, but I'm not going to guess yet. I'm going to guess as we go. As we get to it. Yeah. All right. We'll see if you can, we'll see how well you do. Let's see. There's always a quiz within the, uh, the, the show. Uh, I like to. Quiz within a show and then a quiz at the end of the show. Yes, exactly. We just, it's just, we're filled with uh, trivia, trivia bits. Quiz like, like a quiz like bit, atmosphere. Bits and chunks. We should have done, that's what we should have called this podcast. <laughs> I wonder if that's already been trademarked. I think that's bits and chunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds. Like something else, Chunky. some sort of other podcast, <laughs> not appropriate for anyone under eighteen or something. I don't know. Sounds vomitrocious. <laughs> Could be, yes. That that also. Okay, let's get to number okay. forty because this God. is very exciting. Oh, you're excited. Okay, it must be uh, because there's a band that you really love. That's Missing Persons, and the song is Destination Unknown. Uh, life is so strange. 
I oh, sing the, them, but I kind of mumble them. You are not a lyric girl. I've learned that. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm, or, I'm not a lyric girl either. But, no, you're not. Um, sometimes, I'm, yeah. Of course, you know, don't bore us, get to the chorus, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I never heard that. Oh, you never heard that? No. That's an old, old uh, oh. thing. Yeah. This Go, song. Yes. Destination Unknown from Spring Session M. Well, it was re- originally released on the their EP, their first EP in 1980. And oh, okay. Was, uh, and then... It appeared on their debut studio album, which was Spring Session M in 1982. This was their first video with a major budget. Major. The other ones just looked like they were, you know, standing in the studio playing. And this, I think, must have had some special effects. There were some things going on. Yeah, I, I don't which, know what. Which means, yeah, videos from the 80s with a storyline. Ah, uh, that could be. Uh, Bigger budget. That, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't hold well over time, usually, is usually the case. When yeah, you try well, to tell a story through video. And- I actually asked him some questions. I didn't know about the video. That wasn't in the information I researched. This was my RE information from my RE, who also told me that uh, when he was in middle school that the class wanted to use it as their class song. But uh, I guess it was decided that it was inappropriate, which I can't imagine why, because your destination really is unknown when you're in yeah. middle school. So he was a little bummed about that. That is a bummer. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny when you think back at the 80s or, you know, like those songs and teacher, you know, I think. I think the perception. I think, pe- yeah, I think people are like, as we've grown older, we're kind of more open to, to new music and things. But back then, well, why can't you pick something like the Carpenters or, or the Beatles or, yeah. you know, or Elvis Presley, you know, something, something we know instead of this, this loud rock and roll crazy yeah. you know it's suddenly it's the principal from uh, from breakfast club you know <laughs> yes. it's like it's like that guy i don't understand you kids why are you you yes. know it, it, okay. there clearly was when we were in middle school like a generation gap i think yeah although when we finished high school i remember in my uh when i was in high school at our senior whatever it was celebration uh we did a, a video montage you know, photographs and stuff. And we did it to David Bowie to Changes. Great. Which I thought was, I yeah. mean, there's nothing inappropriate about the song, but still David Bowie, you know, who might have been controversial at some point. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. But that that's kind of, that was like his, I, maybe they might have been aware of that song. I mean, it was already 10 years, you know, almost 10 years old yeah. at that time. So maybe, but, you know, maybe they did know this. This was something new. And unexplored, you know, destination unknown. What this is? That's no, true. no, no. This and is. And they sound so just, weird. It's just crap music. We don't. We don't want this. You and her hair is colored. You're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna regret. And look at her. She's wearing this plexi, plexiglass bra. This is yeah. not appropriate. Yeah. You, you kids are in middle school. What do you know? You guys are idiots. It's always right. That's so. <laughs> it's so, a lot like that. We've only just begun. Oh, yeah, that's so, a wedding song. So it should have been. A... We've only just begun. Well, but for. For for an official uh, Los Angeles, uh, you know, principal trying to, uh, uh, you know, sign off on a song that the kids want to play or, you know, that they want as their own. Why don't you just make it the Carpenters? We've only just begun because it's it's, it fits in. It's nice. It's a nice song. We like it. We like it. And it's all about us. Yes. Well, yes. Back then it was still about about the adults. That's not right. Although, yeah. Although I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we've let the kids run the. Run right the every, asylum? Yes, we really have. We have let the kids run the asylum, yes, but they did not at the time. They had, so there's something to be said for that. Sure. Yeah. As something. I look, yeah. As I look back at my at my bar mitzvah, <laughs> it was a party for my parents. Yeah. Back uh, when my kids had their bat mitzvahs, 
it was a it was a party for them. Yep. Clearly was. We did not belong. I, you know, our relatives our age were like they you know, first time being at bat mitzvahs in a long time. Like, what is going on? This is not. Yeah. The, these kids are all over the place. This is well, the DJ is playing music I don't recognize. Well, it is their celebration. We we're actually at our temple. Part of the spiel they give us before you know when you're you know going into bat mitzvah season or mitzvah season is. Remember that the celebration is for the kids, so consider having an, a kids-only party. It's not about you. It's about your kids. Right. Well, that was, yes. Yeah. That was indeed the case. But looking yeah. at, as I was looking at pictures of my bar mitzvah, I was like, oh, you know, parents there, friends. There, there are a lot of my parents' friends. Yeah. And if, I mean, I didn't have a lot of friends, but it was, <laughs> oh. well, it's fine, but, which is fine. But, but looking back on it, it was just a party for my parents to throw for or their yeah. friends, and you know, have have a couple of David's buddies. As it was did. like, yeah, which was one, yeah, it was craziness. It was a different time. Or it was a, it was totally a different time. Less indulgent of the children back then. Yes, indeed, <laughs> which was fine by me yeah. back then when I was thirteen and still going. finding yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of that. Destination unknown, indeed. Let's go to another promise of uh, <laughs> on number thirty. Can I promise you a miracle? Oh. This should have been my, uh, for middle school. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. promise you a miracle. Something yeah. something amazing will happen to you. And you got your miracle. I, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Life got good. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant life got good in general. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, this is, a, this is a miracle. One day. <laughs> one day you'll do something that's called the road, a podcast. Yes. It's not exactly radio. It's not. Yes. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. So promised you a miracle from Simple Minds, right. uh, New Gold Dream. Did not chart here. Did you know that? Um, I did not know that. It, but it went to uh, number 13 in the UK. And it was actually their first, uh, Their it was their first UK top 20 hit. And uh, they were not super radio friendly before this song or before this album, New Gold Dream. I don't Do you remember it? I, I was a fan. Did you like? Oh, I, I remember this song. This was like their first hit. Yeah. Wasn't well, it? it was their first hit, and, and this this sound uh, kind of made them lump them together with Duran Duran and the rest of the new romantic stuff. Yeah. Um, but they weren't. They were sort of art rocky before this. Yeah, I'm not not familiar with ultimately their work familiar with with Simple Minds' work. Um, <laughs> I was yeah, I was with this band. That was just pretty much the singles. I never. Uh, I never delved too deep into into the albums, although I, you know, very familiar with Jim Kerr and you know, yep. yeah, and all that. Um, because he was married to one of your favorites. Well, well yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, was so. This was the first single. Do you think this is still on the uh, K Rock list? Yes, I do. It is indeed. Yes, I, of course. Of course. <laughs> horse oh. is a horse. All right. <laughs> okay. Unless you have anything more I to tell me about Honestly, I don't. I, I was hoping that I figured you would have the first two, like some good <laughs> nuggets of uh, information. Well, that, that's that's pretty much what I have. All I, I did, this, this Simple Minds was uh, kind of one of the marquee bands of the 80s, I think. That's pretty much what I've got to tell you because <laughs> I figure you have a lot for the next song. Well, I don't have a lot from the next song, but... Um, but you are, are you uh, familiar with, the, uh, well, let's, let's just say, say what it is. Number 38 is Soft Cell, Tainted Love, off their nonstop erotic cabaret album. Yes. Am I familiar with this, 
With the song, yes. I think I would have to be living on no, another planet. To I was gonna, well, I was going to say, are you familiar? This is not an original song. Yes. No, I know that. Okay. Uh, but you do know that. Do you, can you name the singer? Gloria Jones. Yes, indeed. 1964. Well, someone did their research. <laughs> Good job. How do you know I wasn't intimately familiar with the... <laughs> with Wikipedia? Yeah. No. <laughs> Avoid Wikipedia. But okay. Yeah, but so, th- did, so you hear the, did you hear the song? The Gloria Jones version? Oh, the original. No, I have heard it before, but I didn't listen to it as I was doing the research. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it says it was a B-side of, uh, of her, of a single that didn't do well, but managed to, uh, oh, it was redone in 1976, but that was picked, that was produced by Mark Bolin, and I guess that might be why it was uh, discovered by um, Mark Almond and Soft Cell. Who's the other Mark? Who's the other member of Soft Cell? It's, uh, it's Mark Almond. Is it David Mar- Ball? Okay, so it's just Mark Almond. <laughs> hey, David Ball did all the instruments. Okay. Mark Almond was only the vocals. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess that's that's how uh, he discovered the song. Do you know? Do you have in your notes how Mark discovered this? Yeah, well, the, her. <laughs> so Mark Bolin was the boyfriend of Gloria Jones, right? And she must have been older. So he, yeah, she must have been. <laughs> because she was, this was, you know, she recorded Tainted Love in 64. Here we are in 76. And Mark Bolin, who's, yeah, he must have been a lot. Well, he's uh, older. He's, he's, uh, so, okay. In 76, yeah. He, I mean, he must have been in his 20s. So if she was, if she recorded this song in 1964, maybe she was born in 1944. So that wouldn't be, he wouldn't have been too much older, Mark Bolin, because he was, no, she was she was at least 10, 10 years older. Okay, maybe. It's, I'm going with that. Is that significant? 20 to 30, not so much, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. So she was actually <laughs> driving the car that killed Mark Bolin when they, in, in the car accident. You know, he died in a car accident. I did not know yeah. she was driving. She was driving it? She was driving <sighs> the car. It was, a, it was a Mini at the time of the accident, and it happened in South London in 1977. So she was devastated, obviously, uh, personally and professionally, and she never recovered. Her career never recovered from that. And she actually started the Mark Boland School of Music in Sierra Leone. Well, that's nice. That's that's great. That's good. Turning a a horrible, something horrible into something Something wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but you must have something to tell me about Mark Almond and... The track, it, there was, it was used in a Levi's commercial that was directed by Spike Lee. Did, yeah. Or Spike Jones. Oh, directed by Spike Jones. Did you see that commercial? <laughs> no, but I saw the information and I wanted to go back and look at the commercial. The commercial is hilarious. It uses um, the like the blip of the heartbeat. They're, they're in a hospital and it's it's of course it's by Spike, Spike Jones, so it's really kind of weird. But the, you know, the bink bink is to the, the beat of the heartbeat. Because there's this this horrible, you know, this this patient is hurt. Yeah. I don't know. They're selling jeans, but they're in a hospital trying to bring this patient back to life. Huh. And it's to the, you know, and everyone starts to sing Tainted Love. And then the tagline is, Levi's wide leg jeans is wide open. And I have no idea what any of that means, but this was in, this was 1997. And they used Tainted Love. And it's just crazy. This commercial is just insane. It says, it says the staff sings along. Yes. Did you see that? Though? Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. But what is the significance of the song? I'm always curious. No, 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 just to the beat of, we have to 
get away. Okay. And that was the beat of the. Huh. This is the beat of the heartbeat. That's what they chose, and that's what they used, and that's uh, a crazy commercial yeah. that uh, you know Spike Jones gives his own weird twist to. Memorable, I suppose. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> do you know the other song? I mean, there was there was another remix version of "Tainted Love" that that segued into another song from the '60s. Yeah, where did our love go? Yeah, okay. Supremes. <laughs> do you like that version? I kind of like that. Uh, yes. The way you always segued into it. I don't remember wh- why that. Do you have notes on, on why that happened? Because <laughs> I don't. I don't know. No, that's funny. So it was it was released? The song was originally released in in various versions. Um, the original single has the the has tainted love on the A side with with where did our love go as the the flip side, which I guess is the B side, or as we know, the alternate A side. Correct. The <laughs> it says the edit. The three minutes and 58 second edit is the one most often heard on the radio, but a 12 inch single with the combined songs runs almost nine minutes. That was also released. No, I don't know. Okay. It's funny. Going back to Gloria Jones, sorry. She said that she considers the soft cell version to be the best one. <laughs> she said their version was far better than mine. Yeah. Was uh, NME ranked at number 305 in the list of 500 greatest songs of all time? The, uh, the soft cell version. Yes. Yeah. So Gloria was born in 45 and Mark Bolin was born in 1947. So not that big so a that, difference. No, two years. That's nothing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mark he was, was older than we thought. Yeah. No, I knew. So, he was, so yeah. So I guess, yeah, he was, wow. He's, he was only 30 when he died. That okay. Happened. That is tragic. I mean, it's tragic. Yeah. It's obviously horrible. that he died in a car crash, but wow. That's funny. You know, they used the very first take Mark of Mark Almond's vocal. It was supposed to be a run through. So they could just tweak the settings, <laughs> but they felt like it had the right emotion, so they used it. <laughs> that happens a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. I would think that would happen a lot. Kind of like our first take of this podcast. Always the best and most emotional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many times do we do this? <laughs> We're gonna do it again. Let's do this again. No, no, no. I can't. Couldn't bear that. As I. Oh no. No. Okay. Yeah, of course. No, we're still recording. All right. Do you know Marilyn Manson covered this? For, for the movie, Not Another Teen Movie. And, and uh, he jo- Mark Almond joked because they performed, Mark Almond, so Soft Cell performed this at Glastonbury in 2002. He jokingly said this is a Marilyn Manson song before performing it. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Marilyn Manson, he likes to uh, make it darker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, kind of I took over. I thought you had all this information no, and no, I no, just no. kind of took over. No, you should. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. All good. Um, all right, let's uh, move in to uh, 37. I'm hoping you have a lot of information about this one because even though my love for him is, is boundless, I don't have that much information about this song. Well, it's Thomas Dolby, Europa and the Pirate Twins. Mm-hmm. Is this still on the K-Rock list? I don't think it is. It is. Oh, I'm wrong. Still wow. on the list, yes. Huh. Huh, indeed. <laughs> okay, well, good. You got me. I, well, okay. Um, so yeah, this um, it's funny. I was looking at the um, the lit, you know back in the day that you know these things came out in the UK and then they would release them in the US and sometimes it was different versions. There is um, there are so many different versions of this album that uh, oh. <laughs> Thomas Dolby has. What was the uh, Golden Age of Wireless? Okay, okay, yeah. So the, thank you, the Golden Age of Wireless. <laughs> Had um, 
you might know it as um, having the song "She Blinded Me with Science." Yes, I I may. Yes, you may. <laughs> um, the initial UK version in 1982 did not have that. Um, Europa and the Pirate Twins was on it. Oh. The 1982 US version did not have "She Blinded Me with Science" on it. You're kidding. No. <clears throat> and wow. then, it, then it came out in 1983. Strangely enough, the f- first track on the on the uh, Golden Age of Wireless album has "She Blinded Me with Science" on there. Must have been the biggest hit on the album. Uh, yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, Europa and the Pirate Twins was initially the. <laughs> it's it's really weird the like track listing. Um, in 1982, it was on side A, uh, the fourth track. For the UK version. On the US, it was the number one track on the A side. And then in 1983, it was on the B side, the first track. As, you know, She Blinded Me With Science was number one on the one track, on the first track. I think I'm following you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so that's, it was really, there were, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six different versions of... Whoa. Yeah, they they changed it up with you know then the C, you know like 1984 the CD came out which is early. Yeah. That's super early. There were, I guess there were yeah, there were CDs yeah. in 84. Well, if anyone was going to put one out it would be Thomas Dolby. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, so the CDs uh, yeah, on the CD says compared with the second US release, this third US release substitutes different versions of four tracks. This release features the short version of She Blinded Me to Science rather than the extended version, the original, the original recording of Radio Science rather than the re-recorded <laughs> guitar version, and full-length versions of Airwaves and Wind Power rather than edited versions. This album is kind of a mess. I mean, just as, I could imagine how frustrating it was for Thomas Dolby to, you know. Or for the record company. <laughs> well, no. I mean, they kept putting it out and people, you know, hopefully yeah. keep more people start buying it. But for different versions of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know who guested on the song? Guested, can you say that? No. <laughs> no. Who is on this album? No, on the song um, Europa and the Pirate Twins. Who is on this? Andy Partridge. Oh. From XTC. Yes, indeed. He it, it, it open, and So the song opens with a bluesy harmonica solo, and that was Andy Partridge. Nice. How about that? Yeah. I, do you know who the pirate, I mean, did you, do you have anything on the 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 song itself? Do you know anything about Europa and the Pirate Twins? Aside that it was inspired by the atmosphere of World War II. Okay. Not much. Um, it reached number 43 in Canada. Okay. <laughs> so there's something. Uh, yeah. So it's, 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 it says the song emphasizes the short distance between Thomas Dolby's generation and the one which endured the last global conflict. He's very um, cerebral. He's described the song along with the tone of the album as reflecting a sense of a relationship that's going on as being overwhelmed by something on a grander level. And there's a very strong wartime atmosphere to it. So, yeah, no. No, I didn't get that. All I remember is the hand claps. (laughs) That was like another another beat. A little little slower than Tainted Love. Got to get away. No, Tainted Love is slower. I know. Tainted tainted Love. Yeah, slower. So... Tainted love, and then Europa's. You're very clappy today. I feel clappy. Happy clappy. <laughs> um, all right, more happy songs. Yes, pretty happy one. All right, who could it be at number 36? Who can it be now? Oh, who can it be now? Yes. Oh, okay. From business as usual. The the men at work. 
Men at Work. The Men at Work. We love the Men at Work. And it did go to number one here. I'm almost positive, but <laughs> as I uh, look at it, you 15 said- weeks. 15 weeks. Oh, Business as Usual was, was there. Oh, sorry. Yes, Business as Usual did. Okay. I'm not sure about the song, but the song did go to number one here. I'm just not sure for how long. I'm, I don't have my book. Oh, my God. I know. I brought, I can't, I mm. felt, na- I feel naked without my, uh, my billboard book. He doesn't look naked for anybody <laughs> who might be listening. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great song. Uh, with no, no hand claps, but saxophone. Yeah, last tackless saxophone. Yeah. You know, the saxophone part originally didn't come into the song until the, until the middle. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I guess it says it suited, uh, it suited the band when it played it in bars. But uh, when they recorded it, the producer, he thought the sax was a hook and moved it to the beginning of the song, make, also making it more prominent throughout the song. Yeah. Super smart. Yes, because that, that, that opening made it instantly identifiable. Indeed it did. Yeah. Can you name some other where some other eighties sax songs? Baker Street? That was from the seventies. Oh. Tell me. Come on. Give me some other sax songs. Come on. Uh, one song uh is from one of your favorite uh another Australian band. In excess? Yes. A sax in excess. Song. It's not not as you don't immediately think of the sax but, but you think uh but it is in there for what you need. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah course you got uh you got your careless whisper yeah 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 that wasn't that was 90s yeah careless whisper Whisper was 80s yes for sure you got your smooth operator you got your urgent wow you got your man eater i mean when you hear these songs when i say these words you immediately hear saxophone of course it's crazy but when you put me on the spot like that i can never come up with the answer harden my heart oh yes you belong to the city and, oh, very good saxophone songs. Yeah. Bowie's uh, Modern Love. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s were filled with sax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sax and sex. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the, the, yeah, business as usual was 82, 80. I mean, they for for like two, three years, it was they they owned the 80s. Yeah. So business as usual. So I, as I just said that the album stayed at number one for 15 weeks, which was, weeks, which was actually a record. At the time, for the longest day at number one for a debut album. That's right. It was a debut. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That was a good album. That was a fun. Also another, I guess, this is another quintessential 80s band, right? Yeah. 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 And he's still, Colin Hayes, still playing around. Yeah. We should check him out, too. We should put him on the list. Oh, he's on my, well, we'll, we'll get him in here one day. <laughs> oh, Colin Hay. That would be awesome. Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> of course it would. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> To get anybody in here, we need. We need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get people in here. You know, he he did. Uh, he recorded an acoustic version of this song for his two, uh, 2003 album, "Man at Work." Oh, Colin Hay, clever. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What else can you tell me? I can tell you that we're going to go to number thirty-five, <laughs> which is which is oh the Stray Cats. Yes, Runaway Boys. From Built to Speed. Built for Speed. What is Built to Speed? Built, all right. <laughs> built Sorry. To, I don't know. I shouldn't no. correct you. I don't know. You should. You should definitely correct me. <laughs> uh, built for Speed, Runaway Boys. Is this on the K-Rock list? Oh. Updated I'm, list. I think I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go to the next songs to see what they are. And that way I can tell you. Oh. 
Yeah. I'm guessing this is the one that fell off. It is indeed. Okay. Yeah. This this was not on the list. It was originally 53 on the K-Rock list. In place, uh, let's see if you can pick the song that they they decided to take out Runaway Boys and put in another song that was not on this list, their original list. On the 106.7 list? Yes. But they substituted this song. Oh, you're going to have to narrow it down for me. No, you can name a Stray Cat song. Oh, a Stray Cat song. Yes. Okay. Yes, um, they, they substituted this song. A Stray Cat strut? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant any song. Oh, yeah. Name <laughs> any song. Just any song. Nope. 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 Yes, Stray Cat. Yeah. So that, oh, that makes sense. Because that, that song never did. It was their, this song, Runaway Boys, was their breakthrough single in the UK, but it, nobody really paid attention to it here. Yeah, I see the fly also. Oh, I didn't see it. I just saw you looking at I the know, ceiling. A fly. I get. <laughs> Are you distra- just trying to psych me out? I get distracted easily. <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, Runaway Boy. It's a good song, you know. Just yeah. you know, I, you know, you're a teenage boy, not understood, just trying to uh, you know do the best you can, but <laughs> nobody understands you. That's a that's but a running go, theme. Yeah, but yeah, Runaway. You go you go to the uh, go to the clubs where you know. There's kids like you who understand who you are. It's music. It's all about the music. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> For but some people, it was running to the arcade. Yeah. Well, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Pac-Man understands too, huh? me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's it's still a good song. I'm sure uh, it's it'll be featured when the Stray Cats are touring this Play. summer on their 40th anniversary. We can. Oh God. Sorry. Don't mean to say that. We got to yeah. stop talking about the passage of time. <laughs> As we talk about the 1982 K-Rock chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Stray Cats. We can look forward to seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to 34, you could tell me all about the <laughs> Duran Duran. You can, I know you must have some stories about Girls this. Girls on but Film. It's Girls on Film from, uh, from Duran Duran, from their self-titled album. Yes. It was... Their th- this was their third single, Girls on Film. I didn't realize that. Well, it's from their first record. Yeah, but it was but the they, third they, single. But Durant, see, I know, but this, I think the thinking is the Duran Duran did not do as well as you know, Rio. Rio was like their discover, you know, where everyone started discovering them, and then they record label were like, well, we got to milk this. We got to keep new. So we got to keep songs coming out, and uh, I think Girls on Film was probably after, you know. It came back. People came back to came, it. You mean. Yeah, people came back to that, and that was yeah. that's probably why it was the third third single. But I think it was their most yeah most successful one. That makes sense. I don't. You think this was their most successful song? Well, no, well, no, it was uh, off that first album. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Went to went to number five in the UK. Yeah, and did not chart here. I don't know. Is that what you're reading? That's what I'm seeing. All right. Oh, all well, I remember is the video. Yes, of course. The song is best known for its video. <laughs> it was the actually it was the first extended video ever made. Did you know that? It was an extended video. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, more okay. of the story. And you know who directed it? Uh, please tell me. Oh, come on. Who were the? the although this isn't quint, this isn't. I keep using that word quintessential. You know, it's not what you think of when you think of Godly and Cream. But that's who directed it. Who do I think of when I think of Godly and Cream? Oh, um, what's the video with the faces? <laughs> That's more their style. The video with the faces? Oh, my God. Do you know that MTV did not exist when Duran Duran made this video? They made it to show in clubs and on video jukeboxes. 
And so they weren't subject to any broadcast, any, you know, regulations. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah. that explains the, uh, <laughs> a lot <laughs> before the Playboy channel, <laughs> which I think this was aired on Playboy channel. Oh, I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No, as I'm looking at my notes, the uncut version did receive regular airings on the Playboy channel. Cry. Cry is the video I'm talking about, which was a godly and cream song. Oh, you're talking about their <laughs> own song. Yes. Oh, well, come on. <laughs> so to me, but the, to me, that is when I think of godly and cream, obviously, because that is their, their, th- themselves as the artists. Um, that was the song I'm thinking of that, that is visually, uh, to me, visually representative of godly and cream. Yes. And of yeah. course, you, you know, the band that they formed. Back in the 70s. Tell me, yes. 10CC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. The things they do for love. Things we do for love and I'm not in love. Yeah. <laughs> which loves. <laughs> Very lovey. Which I, that's one of my favorite songs. The things they do for, the no, things we do for love? No, I'm not in love. Oh. Just there's like lines where he's, he's denying that he's not, you know, he's not in love. He clearly is. <laughs> I do there's uh, I keep your picture on the wall. Well, I can't remember the, the exact line, but I keep the picture on the wall because it, it covers up a stain that's lying there. That's there's a, there's a stain there, so that's why I still have that picture up there. You know, just a guy who's just in complete denial about how much he, he loves. <laughs> there's yeah, I I think that's that's a great song. That's a, that, they they create some good good stuff. I wonder if that says something about our the differences in our personalities because I understand now that you say the lyrics why you, you like that song, but I actually prefer uh, things. You, oh, the, the the things we do for love. Yeah, no, because a, it's a you know it's a happy song. Yeah. <laughs> You're much deeper than me. Oh, yeesh, that's, that's not the case at all. I'm pretty sure it is. Not at <laughs> all. All right. Uh, where are we? As we, we move along from our godly and cream talk. Yeah. So let's get through the next uh, couple songs. All right. Which, where, where are my notes? 33. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you found them. <laughs> no. Papers are all over the place. All right. Go ahead. What Thir- do you got? 33. Flock of Seagulls. Space Age Love Song. From A Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, another great song. Yes, it is another great song. It only went to number 30 here, though. I think I prefer this song to uh, Iran. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's just a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, Musically and lyrically. And lyrically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you don't know, know t- why, why is it called Space Age Love Song? That's the one question <laughs> I want to know. That's a very good question. It is a good question. So, he, so the meaning behind the song, uh, he, um, Mike Score. Mm-hmm. who we've discussed, who we've debated over the name of the singer. Yeah. He said it was just about intimacy. So when you meet somebody, there's an instant eye contact if the chemistry is right. If everything is right, you catch their eye. That whole across a crowded room caught your eye thing. The lyrics explain that I saw your eyes and you made me smile. But the title does not appear in the lyric. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, that's why I'm wondering. So when they were working on it, someone mentioned that it sounded space age and that it was like a space age love song. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I I think it's pretty much just you catch someone's eyes from across the room or something. Yeah. Yeah, saw your eyes, made me smile. Yes. Just, and for a little while, that's actually the line that I like. For, for a little while, I was falling, falling in, in love. love. Yep. Just, just for a little bit. Yeah, so they felt that Space Age Love Song as the title was more memorable than naming it that, you know, I was falling in love or I saw your eyes, which I agree. The one and it weird, gives you a talking point. Yeah. The one weird lyric is, I, um, I, I saw your eyes and you touched my mind. Although I like that. It, although it took a while. 
Yeah, so I get I see. I don't even know if they've talked. See, I, I'm thinking them from across. You know, seeing they haven't even talked in my mind when I initially read this, or you know, I was looking at the lyrics. I was like, oh yeah, it's, they see each other from across the the hall. They haven't even talked to each other yet. I think you know, like the and then, but then I read the and you touch my mind. Like, all right, maybe well, if that if that so- works for you, if that works for you, okay. That. Okay. I mean, that's it makes it maybe a little more cerebral. Okay, that's right. You're more cerebral than I. I no, I just... that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. So anyway, but yeah, I I do love the the thought of just you know initially seeing someone from across the hall and just like you know locking eyes and like oh, maybe and then you know yeah. there's the saw yeah. And I was falling in love. Yeah. Just from that. Just for a little while. Yeah. So yeah, very clever. I I, I yeah I like I like the song a lot. I like just the, the whole atmospheric feel of that song yeah it's great maybe they're more uh distinguishing in the uk because iran which we believe to be their biggest hit Mm -hmm. right was the worst performing of their three hits that wishing was actually their biggest hit and then this one Mm. space age love song yeah all right there we go so up to 32 yes open your eyes i loved this song i was fully into i was getting into that goth thing oh that's right yeah you are goth girl i forgot <laughs> yeah i so I, I loved the song i love the energy that the whole i loved his you know mm-hmm. his, uh stiv baders and just very gothy and this is all new and cool to me did you like the song yeah do you know the no song? i yeah I, I do i i do uh not, not as much as you do apparently <laughs> And so, as we've already discussed, uh, there was only one song on this list. So this is still on the K Rock list, which yeah. initially I was surprised that I thought this was going to be one the song that was lost to the ages. But oh no! I, I th- this was a big K Rock hit. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember hearing it a lot on K Rock. Yeah, it um, and this hit uh, reached up to number seven on the UK charts. Oh. That's I oh the indie charts. I'm sorry, UK indie charts. <laughs> big difference. Yeah. Can you name? There was a song that reached number two on the indie charts, and it was a cover of "Like a Virgin." That hit number two. Who? <laughs> Lords of the New Church did this. Did a version of "Like a Virgin." I think I remember that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. This was yeah. Um, this was out yeah a little couple years later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They had some. I guess did, they didn't. Did you really... like Stiv Baders? Or is that was like, that? The, it was like a super groove, wasn't it? Kind of like well, because they all came from renowned punk bands. Yeah, um, you know, from the seventies, so Stiv Baders from the Dead Boys and Brian James from the Damned, and then the other two lesser known, uh, one from Sham Sixty Nine and one the Barracudas, who I hadn't heard of, <laughs> Rat Scabies of the Damned. Do you, uh, oh, of course, fan? yeah. 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 He he played the uh, drums at the first Lords of the New Church uh, live show, which is kind of cool. There he wasn't go. in the band. Yeah. Super group. Yep. Super group. Everyone. Everyone. Super <laughs> See, punk. Super, super groups are, yeah. Everyone yeah. loves the super groups. Yeah. I've uh, got a lot of death on this uh, episode. <laughs> got Mark Bolin. Yeah. <laughs> Stiv. Yeah. Oh, both, yeah, car accidents. Yeah. But don't text and drive. No. He was hit by a car. Steve Baders was hit by a car. I don't know that he was actually in a car. Oh, wow. Which is, Jesus. Anyway, that's not a way to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Should we moving on to something happier? Uh, yes. Let's, uh, so let's uh, wrap up the, our um, song for uh, number 31. We'll, uh, we'll end our show on The Clash. Good way to end it. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah. Should I? Should I stay or should I go from yeah. Combat Rock? 
Indeed. Mm. One of your favorites? One or? of my, uh, my, not my favorite song, but, um, but love, I mean, Combat Rock, Combat Rock had a huge impact on me. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was, uh, I, I think we've, have we talked about this where it was like, the, you know, they were opening up for the who in <laughs> their farewell concert tour. And so it was kind of, everyone kept saying, this is the passing on of the torch. You know, the, uh, you know, the clash is going to be the next big band rock band of all time. Um, and you know, this was, should I stay or should I go was a, was a huge hit next to rock the Casbah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those two songs that were just, you know, just phenomenally huge. huge. Um, and uh, yeah, the band imploded right after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll style. Well, when Much you have like, these guys, and then we and we never heard from the Who again. So you know, both of these bands, except Which, for each farewell tour. It's crazy. Yeah, I know the Clash never had a farewell tour. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. The the Who is still. You know, they're playing in Vegas. They're doing a residency in Vegas, and you know, the Clash are fondly remembered <laughs> it's, you know it's yeah. one of those hopefully you know people still will still talk about them because i mean yeah london calling is easily top five album of all time for yeah. me um and yeah so, so such a huge influence on a lot of bands so it's uh it, yeah just a great great band that uh hopefully will continue to flourish as as new people discover you know new generations discover them i hope they i hope that is the case i think they do so so far so good their legacy lives on I hope so. Yeah, they were. Um, they actually did sell this song to a commercial to uh, to Levi's again. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Isn't that funny? Yeah, 1991. Yeah. Um, uh, did you see this commercial? No, okay. I do not remember this commercial. Do oh, you? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I pulled it up. Of course. So they're. Uh, yeah, it's 1991. They're in a pool hall, and they're basically. Uh, it's uh, one. It's like one fat guy and one skinny guy, and they're playing for pants i think uh, that, that's <laughs> pants are the prize yeah <laughs> or pants is the prize yeah <laughs> no yeah anyway it uh because it was in this levi's commercial it was re- it was rediscovered by the uk and it went up to number one see so people are appreciating it all over again yeah well 91 was yeah. a long time ago yeah well it should have a resurgent did you know um that it was used in the second episode of stranger things in, oh, in 2016. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember this. Uh, but, oh, yes, of course I do know. The character Jonathan uh, Byers introduces mm-hmm. it to his younger brother, Will, to distract him when their parents are fighting. Oh. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Know. I do remember this. Yeah. That's funny. See, now this is yeah. Stranger Things is actually helping rediscover a lot of songs. Yeah. Including uh, Toto's Africa, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to thanks to uh, a Twitter account uh, demanding that uh, that Weezer cover the song. Is that how it happened? Yeah. Is that how it came about? Oh, yeah. I did not know oh, that. A, a girl, a fifteen-year-old girl, actually saw Tr- Stranger Things. A Weezer fan, fifteen-year-old Weezer fan. I didn't even know there were fifteen-year-old Weezer sure. fans, but there are. And so she wanted to hear her favorite band, Weezer, cover this song, Africa. I don't know why she put those two together. So she re- <laughs> created this. Tw- Twitter account, and crazily enough, uh, it, it became viral. The band discovered it, and they they did the cover of the song. I did not know how that came about. That's so cool. Yeah, the power of social media. Indeed, indeed, it is. <laughs> uh, one day we should use social media. Do we use social media? We do use social media. Oh, okay. We use every single so. No, that's not true. We use every social media platform 
that old people know of and, and use well, like Twitter, WDDIM Podcast, and Instagram, WDDIM Podcast, Facebook, What Difference Does It Make? Uh, that's all we use right now, isn't it? Yeah, well, we have emails, too. So. We have emails. You can email Holly or Dave at WDDIMpodcast.com. Awesome. How about that? How about that? That just about include, concludes our episode, except uh, we have our quiz deck. We have our 1980s rock and roll quiz deck. All right, let's get on it. So the last question I asked you, was it, I'm not going to, do you remember if I asked you or you asked um, me? We I'll, need to I'll, remember this. I, I'll do this one. Okay. You'll do the next yeah. one. Well, give me, so, give me. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me. Okay. Georgia on my mind. The Peach State was home to many famous 70s rock bands, most notably. Almond Brothers. <laughs> Macon's Legend Almond Brothers Band. Which of the following 80s bands oh, formed in Georgia? <laughs> oh, geez. Ah, oh, geez. All right. So we got the B-52s. We got R.E.M. Yeah, I was giving you multiple choice, oh, okay. but I don't need to. Okay, no, go, go ahead. ahead. There's okay. two more. From Can Ge- you get them? From the 80s band that hit. Go ahead. All right. Oh, so not all four of them. There were, there's multiple choice. Oh, okay. And you Go ahead. Okay. Let's see if I can pick the state. B fifty. No, there. <laughs> which bands? Which of these bands were formed in Georgia? I'm going to give you four, and you tell me which ones were B fifty twos. Yes. Black Crows. Oh, good. Um, uh, that's a good. Uh, I'm going to. Well, I'll just say yes. Yes. Okay. R E M. <laughs> yeah, of course. Talking Heads. Talking Heads. No. There you go. Exactly. The college town of Athens, Georgia, has spawned several great bands. The B-52s formed there in 76 and went on to record six albums in the 80s. Cosmic Thing was their most popular album. And also from Athens, R.E.M. And since we're running long, I'm not going to tell you the whole story about them since you know all there is to know about R.E.M. The Black Crows formed in Atlanta in 85. And, you know... Oh, so that's, yeah, and their album, their first album didn't come out until like the 90s, like 1990. Uh, 89. Was that, okay. Shake Your Money Maker. That was 89. Okay. It was 89, Hard to Handle, and She Talks to Angels, and the Talking Hangs Heads formed at the Rhode Island School of Design. Yes, they did. Thanks for listening to What Difference Does It Make? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, until next week, check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.